Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's likely that you've... uh, You've heard the story before that uh, that Pastor Wayne Cordero told about an opportunity that he had to tour a battleship along one of the coasts of our country while it was it was docked. He had the chance to go through um, uh, all of the appointments of the ship, all the decks, and to see how it operated. He said that. At one point in his tour, he was standing on the bridge of the ship where where the captain's quarters were and where all the controls of the ship were. It was fascinating to see. And while he was there, they undertook a drill. And uh, he, he stood there on the bridge looking down at the main deck and saw all the people working and doing the things that they needed to be doing, moving around in rather haphazard fashion, it seemed to him. But they all had something they were up to. And then the captain sounded battle stations. And oh, what a different picture he saw. Everyone scurried to their positions, took up their stations, and waited for further orders. It was a um, quite an experience, he said, something that, that is, was most memorable. But then, he said a few weeks later, he had the opportunity to take a cruise. And he was on another ship, very different kind of ship. And as he walked around the decks of the cruise ship, he started thinking about the difference between his experience on the battleship, battle stations, and on the cruise ship. And and as he thought about that, he, he wrote... Pastor Cordero wrote that his conclusion was that many people in church think that their church is a cruise ship, whereas Jesus calls us to be more like a battleship. There are people who think, he said, people who think that that the church is about meeting their needs And having their personal needs met, their need for fellowship, their need for worship, their need for spiritual growth, their need for comfort. 
And, and if, if this cruise ship doesn't measure up and provide all those things, why, we can go to another one. If we don't like Royal Caribbean, we can try Carnival. There are people who simply attend or come to church, he says. And there's a difference between coming to church and being the church. When you are the church, it, it requires a different attitude, a different perspective. Instead of looking at the church as a place where you can have your needs met, you begin to look at a church, begin to look at the church as a place where you can meet the needs of those for whom Christ died. Those who are oppressed, those who hunger both physically and spiritually, those who are lonely and in pain, suddenly your cruise ship becomes a battleship and the enemies are all the forces of death and decay and destruction in the world. There are people in our very community to say nothing about people across the world who are in torment, people whose pain is unceasing. These are the people for whom... The gospel is indeed great good news. And they are the people who need the, all that the gospel has to offer. My goodness, in the, in the bulletin this morning, you read a letter from our bishop that encourages us to, to be supportive of those children. Children, mind you, who are coming to our country in need of comfort and support and care. The same kind of care that any, any child needs. And there are those who protest in the street. Against the dangers of welcoming children to our community. But not the church. Not the church. We are those who take a stand on behalf of those who are in need. Those who need comfort and care. Those who need a place. Those who are homeless. Prowling the streets. Who's going to help them? Families who are being torn apart. Young lives being shattered by drugs and alcohol. Old folks with no one to care about them. Who's responsible for these people? You are. And I am. Anyone who is a soldier of the cross is responsible for folks like that. Those of you who thought that you bought a ticket for a cruise won't even understand what I'm saying. You're waiting for the porter to come and fluff your pillow or the waiter to come and put your napkin in your lap. I understand. I I know about cruise ships. I enjoy cruises myself. And uh, there's nothing wrong with cruise ships. Not a thing wrong with taking a wonderful vacation and going on a cruise. They're fantastic. But this isn't a cruise ship. That's not what we're here for today. This is more like a battleship. We want our church... To be a beacon to a sick and dying world. We want our church to make a difference in the lives of people who are hurting. That's why you serve in the ministries of our church. That's why you give so unselfishly to support this church in its missions. You know what it's like to serve at your battle stations. And you do so with incredible faithfulness and energy. You know, I think... This is the great issue that Jesus was beginning to address with his disciples at Caesarea Philippi. He turned to his disciples and he asked them the great question, who do people say that I am? And you you remember the initial response. It's a great question because this is really the defining question of life. 
What do you believe about Jesus? Who is Jesus? What is Jesus? How you answer that question will determine your values and many of your attitudes and your general orientation toward life. It will determine how you live your life, how you answer that question. If you believe that Jesus was simply a great teacher or a fascinating historical figure, that's one thing. But if you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, that's quite another thing. If he is God, if Jesus is in fact God, turned loose in our world, then he has a claim on our lives. Who do people say the Son of Man is? It's fascinating to learn what people were saying about Jesus. I'm, I'm sure that Jesus genuinely wanted to know. What people were saying about him and what they were thinking. Who do people say the son of man? Now, don't get all caught up in that phrase, son of man. That was just a fancy way of saying I. Who do people say that I am? And his disciples said, they told him, some say you are John the Baptist come back to life. Now, remember, John the Baptist had just been executed by Herod because he had stood up to old Herod and called a spade a spade with old Herod. And Herod had him executed. Some say that you are John the Baptist. Come back to life. Others say that you are Elijah, the great prophet. The one who was fearless in his time. Still others say you are Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets. Perhaps Amos or Hosea or Micah. Isaiah. And the attitude was. I think what Jesus heard was this. If we watch Jesus, we're going to see quite a show. Because all of those characters, John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, the prophets, all of those characters took on the powerful people and the institutions of their day, calling a spade a spade and and calling people to live responsibly and, and take care of living honestly and faithfully. And taking responsibility for caring for the people they, that they governed. The attitude was if, if we watch Jesus, we're going to see quite a show because all those characters took on the powerful people and institutions of their day. They demonstrated by their behavior and, and sometimes even by miracles that nobody other than God was backing them up. Now, it, it wasn't a bad thing to be compared to John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah. Those were, those were quite remarkable characters in their time. They, uh, uh, they not only spoke, but they lived out God's word. Those weren't, those weren't bad guys. And if you watched them, you certainly, you certainly indeed saw a great show. But Jesus had something more in mind than just John the Baptist, Elijah, or Jeremiah. He zeroed in on the heart of the question, when he turned to his disciples and asked, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? And that's the question that matters, not only to Jesus' disciples then, but to you and me now. Who do you say that Jesus is? Who is Jesus to you? What difference does Jesus make to you? And it was, of course, Simon Peter who answered his question. He got a lot of things wrong in his time, Simon Peter did. But when he answered this question on that day, he was exactly on target. 
You are the Messiah. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus' reply was on target too. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. But Jesus didn't stop there. Notice what he said next. He said some things that I'd want to hear if I were a sailor on a battleship. Jesus said to Peter and and, and to the others listening, but directed at Peter, he said, You are the rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against my battleship. The gates of hell will not prevail against my church. Jesus had high expectations for his followers. They were not going to be mere spectators as Jesus took on the world. They were not going to be able to just sit idly by and watch the show of what Jesus was going to do. They were an integral part of the battle. There were roles for them to play in the work of Jesus' kingdom that were essential and indispensable. They were to be the rock, the battleship upon which Jesus would depend for his work in the world. And if they would be diligent and faithful in executing their tasks in going to their battle stations and doing the work that needed to be done to further the kingdom which Jesus was initiating among them, then Jesus' promise was, even the gates of hell will not prevail against you. So how are we doing? Does our church have more the appearance of a battleship or a cruise ship? Are we... The rock upon which Jesus is building his church? Or are we just a theater full of spectators? The crux of the matter, it seems to me, is how we answer Jesus' question. Who do you say that I am? Most important question in life. Because how we answer that question will determine, to a great extent, how we live our lives. There are many people who say they are Christians, but but they live as functional atheists, I think. Many, of, many folks will say matter-of-factly that Jesus is the Son of God and their lives, but their lives have something to, else to say entirely. And I term them atheists, and that's a strong word. Because God plays no real part in how they live their lives, how they make their decisions. Remarkably, many folks are part of the church. They say the creeds, they sing the hymns, they read the scripture. But the words of our Lord are no more to them than are the words of advice that they may accept or reject as as their own selfish desires dictate. Last week, someone said to me that um, on Sunday... They had been intending to come to church. But when they got up, it was raining. So they stayed home. No kidding. Someone told me that. No kidding. And I think that's where this sermon came from. Because I've been there. If it's raining, you don't want to go out on deck. If it's raining, you want to stay inside and go to the theater. 
or, or, or the casino. Or, or go up to the Lido deck and, and have something to eat. If you're on a cruise ship and it's raining, you can stay inside. There's wonderful good stuff to do. But if you're on a battleship and the captain calls battle stations, it doesn't matter if it's raining or snowing or if there's a hurricane out there. When battle stations sound, you go. Does our church have the appearance to you of a cruise ship or of a battleship? Now you know what I'm going for. And before I stop talking today, I, uh, I, I want you to be clear that um, I'm not characterizing the church as a battleship because I want to be the captain. No, Jesus is the captain. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. Um, you and I are, are, are servants of that, of that captain. And he gets to tell us where to go and when to be there and, and, and how to act. But it is awfully important to me that we see ourselves more as a battleship than as a cruise ship. But even that depends upon how we answer the question. Who do you say that Jesus is? Don't, don't answer just off the top of your head. Look deep into your life and into your heart. Is he the Messiah, the son of the living God? Is he the Lord of your life? The one to whom you will respond when he calls battle stations? Or are you treating Jesus and, and the church that he calls us to be a part of, are you treating him much more casually and, and reserving for yourself the primary decisions of your life and, and making those decisions based on what you want and what you want to be and where you want to go and what you want to have? Or are you leaving in the hands of Jesus the uh, opportunity to direct you, to call you, to move and motivate you, to do the things that Jesus needs you to do in the service of his church, of his kingdom? Amen.